listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Spark Your Fire. Uh, it's John here. With me today is Jazz, as always. Jazz, top of the morning to you, sir, and how are you? Very good, mate. Really good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. Yeah. What a, a more more, um, more madness in the markets. Uh, very, very interesting times. But what we're going to do today is something a little bit different and something we've started to do uh, a little bit recently, and we're going to go through... Um, what a derivative is. Now, before you switch off and uh, turn this podcast off, let me let me give you a, a, an ironclad guarantee that Jazz and I are going to make this very, very interesting. Not only um, are we going to take a bit of the mystique out of what a derivative is, uh, we're going to explain them, but we're also going to tie them into what it means for you as a, as a consumer and as an, as an investor and how you should be thinking about derivatives. What do you reckon, Jazz? Are we going to, are we going to unpack derivatives today? That's it. I think it's a, it's one of the interesting pieces of puzzles in the financial market. And like Buffet always says, uh, it's a ticking time bomb. Yes, well, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Derivatives are, are very, very useful. They give a lot of flexibility, but uh, in the wrong hands, they can be very dangerous. But I guess uh, so can my lawnmower. <laughs> that's, that, that's true. <laughs> So uh, let, let, let me start with a bit of an anecdote that might, um, that might resonate with our listeners. So I've got a, I've got a mate who put a, uh, a deposit down on a, on a car. So there was a new model. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, making a little bit of this up, but model, new model of Lamborghini coming out. And uh, my friend put $5,000 as a holding deposit to make his way into the queue for the Lamborghini. So the, the Lamborghini hadn't come out yet, but he bought his right in the in the queue. So when the, these Lamborghinis are ready, he would take delivery. But let's say uh, uh, six months later and about two months before the Lamborghini was ready, he changed his mind and decided he didn't want to take delivery of the Lamborghini. So what he would do is sell his right to the queue, um, sell that deposit to someone else. So, so instead of... Uh, $5,000, he then sells it for $5,500 and makes a bit of money on the derivative. And the reason that the new person would pay a little bit extra is he's essentially paid to be at the front of the queue, not the bottom of the queue. So he paid a little bit, a bit of a premium. And my mate, who now no longer gets delivery of a Lamborghini, made money on the derivative, on, on, on the deposit. Now, we've, we've, we all know people who've done this sort of stuff, and maybe we've even done deposits like that ourselves. That's a derivative people. That's what we call a call option, but we'll, we'll come back to that later. Um, but Jazz, how would you describe a derivative? You know what? I'm going to give a real estate example, John. Just mm -hmm. as you were giving that uh, Lambo example, I thought that was great. So let me, let me give you a different take on this. Um, when there's land being cut in a new area, Generally, depending upon the market, if the market's pretty hot, you'll find is people are trying to reserve their spot for a piece of land. Or let's just say, let's just say if the piece of land is a little bit special because it's right next to a park or a lake or something, right? So you try and hold onto that block of land uh, up until it is titled, right? So you essentially paid a 500 or 1,000 or 5,000, whatever the amount is of deposit to hold onto that piece of land. But let's say the land is getting titled in two years or one year, whatever the time frame is, 
and you decided you don't want that you want you don't want to hold that piece of land but the value of that land has actually now gone up uh let's say a month or two before settlement happens or the title is ready in this case you can essentially sell that spot same thing as the lambo example that you're giving right so now you're selling that spot you maybe you may have bought that block of land for half a mile now you're selling it for 600k uh so essentially it's a call option in a way yeah which is uh you're selling your spot uh at a higher price uh cause the prices have gone up so you paid for a block of land that is going to get settled in the future which is the call option right and that call option here uh you are selling it so it's a it's a it's a bet on a bet essentially i i like that i like that bet on a bet i think that that's right and i think that the, the thing you've got to understand about derivatives is it's not um the asset itself it's um it's not the product itself it's uh, the the land in that case or the lamborghini in in my, in my example it's the contract um that derives its value from the changes in the price and the asset so so zooming out all a derivative is is something that derives its value from something else right mm -hmm. so um perhaps you've got a mortgage on a on a property it derives its value from the the value of the house so we'll get we're going to come back to that but let's uh, let's break down the different types of der derivatives that there are and we're going to go through this quickly because what are what we want to talk about are real life examples and and how this uh, der derivatives uh, affect you uh, but there are three types of derivatives uh, so that's nice and easy to remember just three types of derivatives there's a forward exchange contract or a future um there's an option and then there's a swap the forward, mm -hmm. there's a future an option and a swap so to go through the forward really really quickly uh it's this is where you take out a contract that tracks the price of something else so you might take out a contract that tracks the price of the ASX 200 or the Dow Jones, um, but you never actually take underlying ownership of the, uh, of the underlying asset. So for example, you're betting on the price, but you never take delivery of uh, two tons of corn or, or these uh, pork hoofs that uh, end up on your front door. That'll never happen. So you don't take, but you, you are taking a bet on the future price of the, um, of the underlying asset. And those types of derivatives are generally called spread bets or uh, CFDs. So, so you're taking a, a, a bet on the future. Mm -hmm. um, the second type is, is, I said, is an option. Uh, the option is the car or the land example where you, you essentially take out a call option, which is an option to buy or a put option, an option to sell. And uh, then you, you trade that option itself. Um, so it gives you flexibility. Um, to to buy something in the future or sell something and then finally it's a swap is the third type of derivative uh and this allows you to change your exposure to something so generally speaking with swaps we're talking about um sort of currencies or interest rates and those sorts of things now the only thing that mum and dad investors are really investing in is really the number one the, the futures um uh, or, or I suppose options, um, but swaps are really for the, the the banks and those sorts of guys. And I think all of these different types of products and a mixture of them is what got us into trouble in like 2008, for example. And I know that like Deutsche Bank has a massive amount of derivatives on their uh, balance sheet, which may or may not be worth anything. Um, 
Anything you'd like to add to the, the different types of products? No, I think I think those are the three main products essentially. And the example that we gave, the call option that comes under the options in this case. So yep. yeah, yeah. So it's the contract, not the asset. Mm-hmm. Um, so just super quickly, you know, what, what why are they used? What are they used for? And this is where again derivatives can uh, can be a what do they call it a um, product of financial destruction or something like that. Uh, I can't remember what, uh, what did Warren Buffett call it, Jazz? Uh, it's a weapon of mass destruction. That's right. That's right. Weapon of mass destruction. Um, so derivatives are very flexible and that's good and they can be very useful, but they can also be dangerous. So there's, there's four ways uh, that derivatives can be used. The first one is, again, we talk about futures. So it's for gambling and speculating. So it's taking bets on, on um, where you think prices are going in the future. So this is where you, you're, you're taking on risk. Um, number two is where you're reducing risk. So that's what we call a hedge. So if you take out a hedge, uh, you're, you're reducing risk. So for example, if you're a company, a hedge fund that's got a thousand shares and something, you may not want to sell the shares because it likes getting the dividend and doesn't want to pay capital gains tax, but it may want to cover its downside. So it, it takes out a hedge position to um, to to give it the option to sell if the price goes down. So those, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Um, the third type is arbitrage. So this is where you find a mismatch in the market between two, two prices. So for example, um, the price of uh, holding Commodores might be very different in New Zealand as they are in Australia. Mm-hmm. So some clever chap goes to New Zealand and buys holding Commodores ships them over and sells them in Australia where there's a price mismatch. And, um, and this will eventually close that, close that price, but they're, they're taking advantage of short-term price anomalies. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there's uh, the fourth type of uh, the fourth a use of, of a derivative, which is sort of um, miscellaneous solutions where, you know, if, if ever you hear something like um, you'll get X percent of the rise of the A6200, all your money back, you, you can be sure that they're using a derivative of, of some kind. So it's it's that, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a question, John. Hit me. Why do they exist? What's the purpose of derivatives? Like, why not uh, just bet on the bet itself? Why bet on the bet of the bet? Mm. Uh, I'm not going to handball it back to you. I'm going to give you an answer. So I think it's it's, I think that, Partly, it is a way to uh, create revenue streams for the banking industry. Um, it's a slightly cynical answer, but I also think it gives people flexibility. Uh, like, I think that's the downside. I think that the, the upside is it gives people flexibility to, to own things and to change their mind. And it, it's, it's an elegant way for the market to close gaps in um, where there are price anomalies. So it's constantly looking for dis, dis, uh, disparities in, in valuations and it's trying to shut those down because clever people get in and, and, and um, you know, buy and sell to shut the, the, the price down. So it's, I think it's just, an, I think it's, it's a way for financial markets to take bets on prices and send signals that way. Uh, a bit of a wishy-washy answer, mate, but what do you, what do you think? I think there's three purposes for it. One is mainly the leverage. That's the that's the key. Mm. The whole reason the derivatives market exists is to enjoy the leverage, which is why it's a ticking time bomb. Mm. And uh, 
The other is basically sometimes you're not able to uh, uh, speculate on an asset itself, but um, something that derives its price directly from the asset, uh, which is the derivative in this case, exists that helps you basically uh, sort of bet on not the product directly because you're not able to for whatever reason, mm. but still gives you exposure one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. But, but, but I think the big one is the leverage. It's 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 uh, it's essentially like in real estate. Uh, you buy a buy a, if you buy investment property, the whole reason is uh, that you're leveraging, right? Yeah. So derivatives does the same thing. It allows you to leverage just in a different way. That's all. Yeah. But I think I think that, that this concept of uh, something getting its value from something else, a contract getting its value from something else without actually owning the something else, is, is a is a fascinating concept. And in in the um, blogosphere at the moment, there's a lot of discussion about um, about what will happen to real estate prices, for example, mm-hmm. or the or the Dow Jones if um, interest rates go up. Mm-hmm. Now, why are people talking about that? And I think people are. Uh, quite correctly make that connection but also perhaps don't know what they're saying is that the value of the real estate market derives its value from the debt market Mm -hmm. so one of the reasons we always talk on this podcast about looking at the 10-year yield is because we're trying to take bets on what's going to happen in real estate so this sort of this feedback loop that Mm -hmm. the um, real estate market derives its value from the debt market so the more money that gets printed and more debt that gets issued the more valuable real estate becomes because it's a fixed quantity of that. But by the same token, the issuers of the debt, the banks, they derive their value from the real estate market. So they need high real estate prices because uh, they derive value from the real estate market mm-hmm. and all those and you know all the other asset classes out there. I, I wonder if you had any sort of thoughts on on that. In so this is like derivatives rather than a, a financial product, but derivatives as an economic concept, mm-hmm. um, X deriving value from Y. So similar to the example that you gave on the bond yield, another one that comes to mind is obviously, I can't remember whether you mentioned it at the start or not, but is the interest rates, right? So interest rates drive a lot of things. So it's not exact, it, I mean, this is not a derivative, but it's a, it's a way to explain that a movement in the interest rates affects the movement of a mortgage. Right. So essentially it's a derivative, although not used for anything, but just to explain in layman's term, that becomes derivative, right? Or the movement of the interest rates affects the uh, uh, affects the inflation in a way uh, mm-hmm. for the currency that you're holding in your bank. So again, not you're not betting in this case, uh, mm-hmm. or you're not using it as an investment vehicle. Uh, the example that I'm giving, but it's more of just to explain in layman's term what what that means essentially. Yeah, I mean the way I look at su- some parts of the economy is like an, an upside down pyramid, right? So you, you've got uh, let's say gold at the bottom, these physical tangible assets with re- real valuations uh, at the bottom of this upside down pyramid, mm-hmm. and then you get all these financial products layered on top of them, and that's why you get you know all these what we call paper derivatives, you know, these uh, contracts that seem to have value, but they're really just taking their value from these things at the very bottom of the, of the pyramid. Um, uh-huh. The most obvious things is, is 
real estate, uh, gold, um, uh, some other things, you know, like businesses, but generally like land is, 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 a, is something that is de derives uh, or gives other things value. And I think that, you know, as investors, um, as, as sort of people who run households and families and stuff like that, we want to own things at the bottom of those upside down pyramids. So we're trying to get as close to the intrinsic value as possible. Yeah. Now, the, the further up the top you get, you're getting paper derivatives or paper representations of the real wealth that's down the bottom of this upside down pyramid. Mm -hmm. And that's good for liquidity because you, you get uh, to, to convert that into cash nice and quick and the, the land doesn't convert into cash for like two months. Mm -hmm. However, the real value is in the stuff at the bottom of the pyramid and that's what you've got to own. Uh -huh. All right. Something a little bit different today, guys. So we're, we're, we're excited to sort of bring some of these concepts. It got a little, little bit uh, kind of uh, wonky in the middle there, but we definitely um, we definitely brought it home, I thought, at the end. So, uh, guys, if you, if, you, um, if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about that might be a little bit like this, a little bit technical, please send us an email. Um, uh, but, uh, guys, none of this is, of course, financial advice. Uh, you, you guys need to do your own research and decide what represents real value for you. Um, but this is just a couple of guys uh, chewing the fat about what is meaningful to us. Um, from jo uh, John and Jazz, take care. We will speak to you next week. Uh, and uh, and uh, stay safe, be safe from Spark Your Fire.